Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast designed to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Today, we're going to finish our three-part conversation about Lehi's vision in 1 Nephi chapter 8. If you haven't listened to the last two episodes, I recommend hitting pause here and going back to listen to those first. So to recap where we've come so far, we followed Lehi in his dream through his dark and dreary wilderness until he encounters a beautiful tree, which Nephi later explains to us represents the love of God, which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. We learned that the fruit of this tree filled Lehi's soul with exceedingly great joy, and that it was most sweet above all that Lehi had ever before tasted. So how do we get to this tree? Let's get back into Lehi's dream to find out. After getting to the tree and eating the fruit, Lehi looks back over the landscape and sees a fountain with a river running out of it that comes close to the tree. On the other side of the river is the great and spacious building, and we learn later from Nephi that the river represents the filthiness of the world. Lehi continues, quote, And I beheld a rod of iron, and it extended along the bank of the river, and led to the tree by which I stood. And I also beheld a straight and narrow path, which came along by the rod of iron, even to the tree by which I stood. And it also led by the head of the fountain, unto a large and spacious field, as if it had been a world. End quote. So here we have Lehi looking out at the world, and having already arrived at the tree of life, is able to see the path that everyone, including you and me, need to take to join him there. So what is this straight and narrow path? Jesus describes it in the Bible. Quote, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. End quote. Nephi clarifies a bit more later in the Book of Mormon. Quote, For the gate by which ye should enter is, ba- is repentance and baptism by water, and then cometh a remission of your sins by fire and by the Holy Ghost. And then are ye in this straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. End quote. Jesus and Nephi both seem to agree that there is a path which leads to eternal life, or as it's depicted in Lehi's dream, a tree filled with amazing fruit. Nephi clarifies a bit more, explaining that the beginning of the path is baptism, which gets us through the gate onto the path. This is particularly interesting as we continue to read Lehi's account. Quote, and I saw numberless concourses of people, many of whom were pressing forward, that they might obtain the path which led unto the tree by which I stood. And it came to pass that they did come forth and commence in the path which led to the tree. End quote. So, thanks to good parents, good friends, good missionaries, or good teachers, the numberless concourses of people that Lehi sees trying to get to the path are those who have started to learn about the gospel of Jesus Christ and want the fruit, and so are trying to get onto this path that will get them there. Many make the choice to be baptized and successfully make it onto the path. It's interesting to note that Lehi, desiring his wife and kids to join him, quote, beckoned unto them, and I also did say unto them with a loud voice that they should come unto me and partake of the fruit, which was desirable above all other fruit, end quote. Lehi called to people out in the world with a loud voice to beckon them to join him. Are you and I using a loud voice to try to bring people closer to God? 
How about even a small voice? So what happens after we get onto the path? Quote, And it came to pass that there arose a mist of darkness, yea, even an exceedingly great mist of darkness, insomuch that they who had commenced in the path did lose their way, that they wandered off and were lost. End quote. Well, this is where things get depressing again. I think this mist of darkness that Lehi sees is the pollution radiating from the great and spacious building, the noise pollution from the city, the distractions, temptations, addictions, and false teachings that spew forth from all corners of the world. Many who start on the path towards God get lost in this and never find their way. Quote, And it came to pass that I beheld others pressing forward, and they came forth and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press forward through the midst of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron, even until they did come forth and partake of the fruit of the tree. End quote. So the difference between those who start on the path and fall away, and those who make it all the way, is this rod of iron. Remember in the dream, it's positioned like a guardrail along the river to keep us from getting lost in the pollution of the world, or tripping and falling into the river, or the filthiness of the world. Nephi later explains the rod of iron to his brothers, quote, And I said unto them that it was the word of God, and whoso would hearken unto the word of God, and would hold fast unto it, they would never perish. Neither could the temptations and the fiery darts of the adversary overpower them unto blindness, to lead them away to destruction, End quote. If you've ever climbed Half Dome in Yosemite National Park, you'll be familiar with this concept of holding fast to the iron rod. If you let go of the cables that lead to the top of Half Dome, you fall. But of course, it's your choice. So how do we hold fast to the Word of God? I think the Word of God comes in many forms. The scriptures, the words of modern-day prophets, as well as those in our congregations called to lead us, personal revelation we might receive from God, and so on. To hold fast, we need to discover the Word, plan how to implement it in our lives, act on that plan, and then reflect on how we are progressing. If we have the desire to believe in God and are diligent in this process, eventually we will make it to the tree of life and be able to taste of the sweet fruit. For those of you who may feel that you're on the path but haven't quite reached the tree or felt really secure in God's love, please hold fast to the iron rod. Don't give up. Don't let go. Keep moving forward. I promise it will be worth it. It took me years to really make it, and it may take you years also, but there's nothing in life that can compete with feeling the love of God fill your heart. So now in the dream, we've seen this group of people that held fast to the iron rod, gripped their way through the darkness, and made it to the tree and partook of the fruit of God's love. What a happy ending, right? Wrong. This is the group of people that we learned about in the last episodes that after doing all this and experiencing God's love, still fell away. But there's the last group that Lehi sees, quote, that pressed forward, and they came and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press their way forward, continually holding fast to the rod of iron, until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree, end quote. Well, again, I don't see much of a difference between this group and those that fell away. But perhaps the rod of iron still plays a vital role for us, even after we make it all the way to the tree of life. 
As we discussed in the last episode, the tree of God's love and the world we live in are becoming more and more intertwined. They're blending together. On YouTube, you can be watching the Tabernacle Choir sing one minute and then check out the unboxing of the new iPhone 11 Pro the next minute. In New York City, you can be reading the Book of Mormon on the subway and then step out and see the musical. Even in Salt Lake City, once the haven of Brigham Young and the early Latter-day Saint pioneers, you can now step out of the temple, cross the street, and get a new pair of shoes at Nordstrom. On Facebook, your feed will have people spreading messages of hate and missionaries spreading messages of love. We spend most of our days at work, often selling products and services that distract people from the gospel. The kingdom of God that we are building and the world we live in are now fully entangled. But I think as the kingdom of God, as the kingdom of God has grown throughout the years, God has been able to extend the iron rod, or his word, through all the physical and virtual streets of the world we live in. So even as we venture out in the world, if we can carry the word of God in our hearts and continue to grasp onto the iron rod as we go about our lives, then we will always be able to find our way back to the tree of life. Thank you for tuning in this week, and I hope that you and I can remember to follow the iron rod back to God's love often and not stay in the world for too long each time we visit, so that we will continue to have the desire to accept our Savior's call to come follow him today.